What is going on, Panthers Nation? Carolina Dad here, your host of the Two Growls, One Roar podcast. And here we are, back with your weekly edition of the formal podcast episode. So again, folks, if you're if you're new to subscribing or to the show, this was how everything got started. One episode per week, going over anything and everything related to the Carolina Panthers. And I know for those that follow on YouTube, you've seen a lot more content than this normal weekly format. So here we are. Let's kick back just a minute. I've got some nice green tea here because I would prefer to drink some coffee, but it's 7.15, a little bit late to do that on a Sunday night as I head into work tomorrow. So I said, no, let's not do that. Busy week for the Carolina Panthers and topics from A to Z. So much to go through. I'm going to try to hit the high notes with everything that's happened to get you up to speed in case you missed anything that I've shared or other additional videos. Biggest news out of this week was the Dave Canales and Dan Morgan presser. Got to hear all about that earlier this week. So I talked about it. I went on ESPN Wilmington and talked about it. You can go back and listen to my reaction. It's like nine or 10 minutes. But we're here, it's a fresh start, and I'm ready to really turn the page and figure out who we are about to become as a team, as a front office, with free agency, because we're we're near the end of the season, folks. Like the Super Bowl is next week, believe it or not. Super Bowl is next week. Pairing along with that, and I'm trying to get it to pull up for myself so I have my notes. We also have a few announcements when it comes to the coaching staff as the staff is being built out. And we'll go through that list. Of course, you know Dave Canales. We have Harold Goodwin, assistant head coach, run game coordinator, was announced as a hire previously with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bernie Parmalee, running backs coach, previously with the Jacksonville Jaguars, got let go. He is now the running backs coach here. We have Rob Moore, wide receivers coach, who spent time with the Tennessee Titans. Joe Gilbert, who has years and years and years of experience, will head up the offensive line, and he was previously with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. And then unofficial, we have not had this announcement, but Brad Idzik, who is currently listed as the wide receivers coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is expected to be the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. I hope or would expect a formal announcement coming in the next few days or so. And as we talk about coaching staff, at least to this point, still rolls to field. We found out that uh, Coach Tilly, tight ends coach, is not coming back. Assistant special teams coach isn't coming back. Special teams will be a complete reset. Offense is going to be a complete reset. But as it is today, Sounds like Ejero Ivero will be back. Now, I guess I don't know if we'll need a formal announcement that he's going to be back considering he's under contract, and I don't know that you would necessarily have to do that. But listening to Dave Canales and his presser, he was very high on Ejero Ivero and the impact that he has had for this team. And, of course, like we've talked about, going up against them two times a year, he got to see it firsthand just how experienced it is. And... If you didn't have a chance to go and listen, the thing that I like about this, having Ejero Ivera remain, is it gives Dave Canales an opportunity to coach the team and get his feet under him. And what I mean by that is when you have an established coach, such as Ejero, you give him 
the keys and say, hey, go run the defense, do what you've been doing, improve where you need to improve. Let me know if you have questions. I'll get to know that side of the ball as you know I get familiar with my role. I'm going to now focus my attention on the offense, offensive side of the ball, and becoming a head coach and understanding what that means in a head coaching position. Because it's a big jump, folks, as, as I've talked about, going from position coach to coordinator, now to head coach of the team. You are the CEO. You've got to adjust your reins, get used to making big decisions, and just understanding the entire team and the team dynamic. And we talk about a team and a team dynamic. Dave Canales is that guy. You know, all the grades were released, and I've got a lot of content coming out, so I'm not going to spoil anything. But CBS Sports did grade all of the hires. And I'll say the Panthers got a pretty good grade from CBS Sports, at least where they finished in, in the report that I saw. But I have a whole nother video talking about that. And two seconds while I plug content, I have wide receiver profiles coming out this week of guys that I think we may be able to take at pick 33. I've got four additional videos coming out with other content. It's going to be a crazy week. I went through today, Sunday, and tried to knock out as much as I can. So if you're not following on YouTube, I'd recommend it. And if you are following, hey, hit subscribe so that you do get this content. And yeah. Uh, I guess that's going to be the last plug that I have there. But coming out of that presser, the other thing that I did not talk about was David Tepper and his role in the presser. And it happened after when I was reading some of the local media reporters that I follow. They talked about, I guess, wanting to ask Tepper a question or someone did. And his response was, I'm in the background now. And I hope that him being in the background is permanent that he means, hey, I'm in the background. I'm not going to be coming up at all. You're not going to talk to me. You're going to talk to Brent. You're going to talk to Dan. You're going to talk to Dave. And I'm not going to be up here rattling off nonsense anymore. That's all we can hope, right? That's all that we can hope for. But I mean, that was really the news that happened over this past week. Now, a few other just Panthers-related things. You know, we had the Pro Bowl games today. Pro Bowl games today. This is Sunday again, and Derek Brown was able to go out there. Thankfully, did get his recognition based off of you know some opt-outs. So that happened. I don't know. I mean, Pro Bowl's changed. It's just a different time, different era. I don't know that we'll ever see the real game anymore. Flag football is what it is. The, the games that they put along with it, I guess, it, that's just the new model of the NFL. And I know there's going to be flag football in the Olympics, and what is it 2028 2026 keep me honest maybe 2028 so we'll have that coming up so i guess hey maybe we're all just getting prepared to have our nfl talent going against the world in flag football but hey when it's flag football i mean you're not tackled so you, you don't know man maybe maybe we're gonna have some competition other other uh news that came through let's see what do we have here itorgos Matos was named pffs most improved player for the Carolina Panthers. And I did tweet about that when it happened. And I said, ah, I like it. Like, sure, he did improve drastically from last year. I don't know if I'd put him most improved. I said, I don't, I said I'd put Chuba Hubbard in that bucket. And it's not that Chuba Hubbard was bad, but I think the leap that he made, and maybe that's the difference between being most improved is Etor truly did improve quite a bit. Chuba was already heading in that direction. He just got more production this year. Raiders have hired former Panthers assistant Deshaun 
Foster. So there you go if you just want to keep up with other Panthers-related news. And, and former Panthers quarterback Teddy Bridgewater was named head coach of his high school alma mater. We knew that was coming good for Teddy. Tough time here in Carolina. I don't think fans appreciated him or acknowledged him enough for when he was here and the job that he did because, it quite frankly, if you go back and look at the span of quarterbacks after Cam, there were some tough years, and he might have been the best quarterback in that time frame up until now when we officially have Bryce Young. So hats off to him, man. Enjoy your retirement. Go have fun. And I saw this other report. And I hadn't had a chance to dive in, so I'm going to dive in live or attempt to dive in live on here. If I can get this to pull up. Dolphins quarterback Tua Tugavailoa, Bryce Young can't do it all, is the statement. So Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tugavailoa indirectly played a pretty key part in Bryce's career trajectory. But this weekend he spoke about where the rookie goes from here directly. So it says, while talking in his first Pro Bowl appearance in Florida, Tugavailoa was asked about Young's campaign, and although the numbers don't tell a promising story, he believes his fellow Alabama product is on the right track. I think he's done a tremendous job with this team, Tugavailoa said, per Adam H. Beasley of Pro Football Network. I think what people end up doing is they put too much on him. When it's a team sport, it takes everyone. So Bryce can't do it alone, and at a young age, I know he's already realized that because he can, he's continuing to play his game regardless of what the score looks like, and he's been balling. So I just tell him, you know, stay encouraged and keep the faith. He's capable of doing any and everything that any quarterback in this league does. Throws with anticipation, throws with timing, has good footwork in the pocket. You know, just the only thing that you know he lacks, just like me, just the size, just to see over the defenders. But outside of that, he has all the intangibles. So, I mean, high high praise coming from Tua Tugavailoa and yes folks we are at that point in the season we are at the point in the season like I said last year where the news is just going to slow down because there's nothing to talk about but hey I've got tons of content to talk about and go through now just to give you a heads up of of what that's going to look like we are nearing the franchise tag designation period I'm going to have a whole video to talk about the franchise tag, the exclusive and normal franchise tag, and what those mean, non-exclusive, and the impacts that they may have for us in the Carolinas as you think about a player like Brian Burns. We're going to take a look at the off-season calendar because there are a lot of key dates rolling in now that you know the, the end of the season is here. Like The Pro Bowl has just happened. We have the Super Bowl next week. The season's over. And then it's full steam ahead to draft, scouting, pro days. All that's going to be coming up pretty quickly, and which means i got a ton of mocks to get through, a ton of players to try my best to evaluate. Free agency, we are in it for the long haul, y'all. And actually, while I, I'm going to try to find it, if I can, I hope that I can pull this up here, maybe... I wanted to get the final dates if we could. And I may not be able to find that, which means, hey, you know what? I'll end up just having to tell you about that on next week's episode. And it looks like that's going to be 
the case. Let me try one thing as I do this live. That's what I get for not having it pulled up here. Yeah, I found it. Okay. Key NFL offseason dates heading into the offseason. Senior Bowl just happened. February 3rd. Pro Bowl games today. NFL Honors, February 8th. So this is the yearly award show that will feature the reveal of the Hall of Fame class. Likely Julius Peppers is going to be on that list. We know he was named a finalist. Super Bowl, February 11th. You also have your, again, season rewards. The HBCU Legacy Bowl is on February 24th. And then we move into the scouting combine. So, like, it's here, folks. March, or excuse me, February 27th through March 4th, we'll have the NFL scouting combine over at Lucas Oil Stadium. March 5th will be the deadline to use the franchise tag. It is not the deadline to negotiate it. As far as, like, the player, the player has until July and the team to figure out a contract. So we'll just know by then whether or not we're going to have this. College Pro Days begin on March 7th. We know all about those. March 11th through 13th, free agency negotiation windows open. It's legal tampering. And then March 13th, my birthday. Hey, here we go again. NFL free agency and trading period begin. So like in a month and a half, things will be picking up quite a bit of steam. April 1st, off-season workouts begin. We know the Panthers are going to have a brand new install to go through. Yeah. And this is the thing I said, like last year when I started this podcast, I was like, man, that is such a short amount of time to, from January up until OTAs and training camp to install an entire playbook. So I'm thankful and glad that we have Ejero over there. And now we've got to get Canales and get in here and get up to speed and get this offense up and going. So April 1st, April 25th through the 24th. Sorry, April 25th through the 27th of 2024 NFL Draft in Detroit. May 2nd is the deadline to pick up fifth-year options, and that would be for J.C. Horn. So we'll find out if we're going to pick that up. If they did opt in, he'd be owed about $11.2 million in 2025. It's not a bad thing to go ahead and pick it up. I mean, could you get another year guaranteed under there like we just did with with Burns, like we did with Derrick Brown? So we'll see. After the draft, you have rookie minicamp May 3rd through the 6th or 10th through the 13th. So it's either or, one of those, those date ranges. May, at some point in 2024, the NFL will announce the official schedule. We'll know when the Panthers are traveling to Germany. July 15th is when the extension deadline for franchise tag players. So if we tag Brian Burns by July 15th, something will have to be negotiated or he will have to sign the tag depending on which type of tag it is. And then we know July, end of July, maybe early August, definitely definitely early August, but possibly end of July, training camp will open. August is your preseason and regular season in September. Oh my gosh, it is like, man, you read it on paper and it, you're like, this thing just ends and then starts right back over. So quite a bit, quite a bit to go through. Now, I know today wasn't like the hottest of hot takes from my normal podcast episode. That's because there's just been so much 
content over the last week, week and a half, and I've, I've dished it out in other episodes. So trying to keep this one as contained as possible. But I appreciate everyone that's tuned in, listening, watching. We will be back again, and I am going to bring Nolan back, even though he said because the Ravens lost, he doesn't want to make it back on here. But I said, guess what, dude? I don't care. You're coming back. We can talk about the Super Bowl, or we can talk about whatever. You're coming back on the show. So look forward to that. Anyways, that's all I got, y'all. Y'all have a good one.